This is the It's Personal Podcast, part of our eight-week guide to stepping up and stepping out in our communities. This week's topic, Engaging with God Through His Word. Hey everyone, it's Matt here with Justin. Hey guys. And this week's topic, we're talking about engaging with God's Word. Now, before we get too deeply into this topic, we just need to acknowledge uh, a couple things that have been going on. Is we know uh, that we live in a broken world, and we've even been reminded by that um, through some ugly things that have been happening this week. And we want to make sure you know we're not just trying to dive into this topic of God's Word and knowing God through His Word and just to try and distract ourselves. We actually mm-hmm. believe uh, that we are responsible for bringing greater change into the world, Mm -hmm. and that only happens through God and His Word. So understand, as we're talking about this, as we're trying to work with ourselves on re-engaging the world um, during this season, understand we're not trying to distract right now. We really are trying to get to the heart of the issue and focus on what really changes people. So with that said, we're going to dive in with this topic of God's Word Today And we really want to make sure we hear this phrase when we say it's personal, which is why we put it on the cover of the books you've been following along with. We really want to make it personal, our relationship with God. So when we talk about our, we oftentimes heard of quiet time or devotional, um, the language we like to use is plain and simply this, time with God. And both this week with God's Word and next week with prayer, um, we're going to be talking about those things. And so right as we get started, we kind of want to give you a little analysis, um, a way to think through and process Um, where are you at in your relationship with God when it comes to your relationship with Him through His Word? And one way I always like to think about this is to think about this as personal relationships with people. Um, So the way we want to ask this is when you think about God's Word, if you were to put it like a relationship with a person or your relationship with God through His Word, your relationship with a person, is your relationship with God through His Word like a stranger sitting in a waiting room? Um, And what I mean by that is like if you've ever been in a waiting room and there's somebody sitting across from you, like there's not really any pressure to interact. Mm -hmm. At most, you're just kind of looking and nodding, um, you know, unless you're a super social butterfly and walk around and talk to everybody. But we'll say you're you're, you're a normal, normal human. Um, (laughs) But, you know, are you sitting in a lobby and God's word is just over there and you're kind of sitting there for a moment going, okay. Yeah, okay, and you wave, and you just kind of move on with life. Um, Maybe that's like the Bible sitting on the shelf at your house. Uh, The other one that comes to mind is, is your relationship to God through His Word like a high school friend? Maybe y'all were super close years and years ago, but now it's more of kind of the Facebook relationship. Like you just kind of like tag a like every now and then, and you kind of approve of something, but it has no drastic effect of your life. Um, Or is God's Word and your relationship to Him through that Word like someone who has a common interest with you, meaning that you will look at God's Word as a way to support the way you're living, but it really doesn't change who you are, which is going to be one of our main points. Um, Another way you can look at that is like a family member, um, somebody like that you live in the same household with. Like is God's Word something that you're willing to interact with to have a discussion about, but you're not always going to be action-oriented in its steps. Like you're going to take God's Word and kind of pepper in a little bit of your experience and your wisdom so that it shapes who you are. Or is God's Word at this level, which is, is it literally the words of your Creator and Savior Mm -hmm. of the world that that Word changes you, that it's the absolute truth, it Mm -hmm. shapes you, and you cannot live without it. 
Um, so Justin, I'm gonna put you on the spot because we didn't we didn't record this. So for you, when you hear me describe mm-hmm. God's word with those relationships, are there any of those that immediately jump out at you that like ring a bell for whatever reason? Um, I think going back to the waiting room, I think a lot of us um, there's and, and some of these relationships. I think we can we can ping pong back and forth into these relationships. Uh, at least that's my experience. Some weeks I feel more like it's a it's a close friend. It's a relationship that I'm I'm leaning into and it's leaning into me and it's changing me. And then there's other weeks, if I'm not intentional about it, um, if I'm honest, I've got that waiting room relationship with God's Word. I'm kind of sitting here and it's sitting there and it's, you know, I'm kind of looking over at it, seeing if it's looking at me and it's looking at me, seeing if I'm looking at it. And we kind of have that weird exchange. Um, but yeah, I think we can ping pong back and forth. Um, but I think for me, a lot of us find ourselves in, in probably all those uh, categories, but maybe if I had to pick two of them or two buckets, I think we're either not interacting with it or we are interacting with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think all these, all these categories, like we can kind of be back and forth with some, I feel like one of the danger ones for me is we get to that family relationship Mm -hmm. where I start to uh, have God's word in my life, but it's at a point where it's not, being a catalyst for change. Like it's not changing me. Mm. It's just kind of a sampling of mental knowledge I use to make decisions. When in reality, I'm just kind of using my own wisdom. Mm. And as we look at this, um, you know, we kind of want to like give you that as kind of a, kind of a understanding of when we're looking at God's word in your life. Um, But one thing you're going to hear us talk about a lot is, is God's word changing you Mm -hmm. Um, as a very simple litmus test within all these relationships. And especially if you're on um, one of these spectrums that are probably one of the less healthy ones, one thing we're going to give you right right off the bat is the method for studying God's Word. Because maybe Mm -hmm. you're sitting here and you're going, look, I'm a stranger in a waiting room. I'm a high school friend. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a friend with similar interests. And when we talk about reading God's Word, yeah, I pick it up and read it, but it just doesn't make sense. Um, And so when we're talking about spending time with God, uh, Justin was actually talking through this week, um, a method he'd been taught on how to spend time with God. And I wanted to, re- to to ask him to, hey, walk us through that, because I love hearing different methods that people use that are still biblical in how to spend time with God. So, Justin, I'm going to let you take it. Yeah. Um, so I think we can, again, regardless of where we're at uh, in the relationships uh, that, that Matt's outlined, um, unless we're just having really healthy rhythms, uh, I think for a lot of us we struggle with, Okay, uh, whether it's waiting room or a high school friend or whatever, we just don't know how to get deeper with God's word. We're just not sure how to make it personal. Um, and if you've maybe heard the sermon this week or that's that's coming up in your week, uh, one of the things we touch on that Michael touches on is it's hard for God's word to be personal unless we're interacting with it. And uh, he shares Psalm 119 verse 105 that we I'm sure we all know your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. And he mentions that it's hard for God's word that's designed to light our path to do that if we never open it. So the first step is opening his word, interacting with his word, and some methodologies that's been super helpful to me um, that I've that I've uh, adapted over the years and have been taught to me is the, I call it the God, me, questions, so what method. So for example, we take a passage of scripture, whether that's one verse or whether that's uh, several verses or a chapter, you would go through, you would read you would read this maybe a couple times, and you would ask yourself a question. And what I would do in my journal or on a sheet of paper is I would make four quadrants. 
And in one quadrant, it would be God. And the next, it would be me or humanity. And then the next one, it would be questions. And then the last quadrant would be, so what? So in that first quadrant, the God quadrant, I'm going to write down what God reveals to me about himself, his characteristics, his qualities, uh, whatever the scripture that is that I'm reading, what is God teaching me about himself? And then the next quadrant is the me quadrant or humanity quadrant, meaning what is this passage teaching me? What is God telling me through his word um, that he wants me to know about me or that he wants me to know about humanity? Uh, what is he wanting me to realize uh, through his word for myself? And then the next quadrant would be questions. So this is just super easy, super simple. Whatever questions I may have for that passage, uh, we were talking about an act several weeks ago um, where Philip and the eunuch were together, and then all of a sudden he just gets teleported uh, to an another location. And so for me, that was a question like, why aren't we talking about this? What did that look like? And those are simple questions. They don't have to be deep spiritual questions. It could just be something that comes to your mind. And then the last section, the so what section, is just now that I've studied this piece of scripture, now that God's spoken to me and I've and I've got to spend some time with it and interact with it, so what? What am I going to do with it? How is this going to change me? How is this going to inform me uh, as I move forward throughout my day and throughout my week? And so that's one method um, that's been super helpful uh, for me in studying his word, and that may be helpful for you as you start to dig into God's Word and wonder, okay, how do I make it personal? Um, another quick exercise is uh, taking a cross-reference uh, journey. And I think in our It's Personal Journal, it may be the checklist item, the first one, interlinear cross-referencing experience where, um, and I did this on a retreat, where you sit down with God's Word, you ask Him, maybe you have a scripture that's on your heart, or you're asking the Lord to just speak to you through a scripture. You find it, you read it, and in a cross-reference Bible, you look at another scripture that that scripture points to. So you pick one out of the list if, there, if there's a list there. Then go read that scripture. And then you ask the Lord to reveal something to you there. Write that down. Look down at the cross-reference again. Find another piece of scripture and just repeat that process. So you're reading scripture. You're writing down what God's speaking to you through it. And then you're moving to another piece of scripture and doing the same thing. And I would do this about three, four, maybe five times, just depending upon how much time I have. And... What I would do at the end of it is look through all the scriptures that I've read and all the little uh, nuggets that the Lord's given me throughout this journey of reading these few passages of scripture. And it's just really cool how God will speak through that. Sometimes there's this interwoven thread through all of them. And then sometimes it's just different random thoughts. But I think I always get to learn something either about myself or about God through that cross-reference journey. And so those are just a couple um, methodologies that have really helped me as I've studied God's word that may be helpful uh, to you as well. Yeah. Like two things I love uh, that you talked about there is I love, first of all, the, the, the start and the end of that methodology you just said, because one, it starts with God, which is mm -hmm. the most important. And then this is just me and maybe it's a personal thing. I love the phrasing. So what? <laughs> like, like for me, that has that little element of challenge that kind of is like, are you actually going to do anything about this mm -hmm. yep. or, or not? And so I love the way that ends. And then you're mentioning like the cross references. Um, there's a lot of us, a lot of times, like I can remember when I first, uh, when I was younger, first reading the Bible for the first time on my own. Um, what's the, I'm, I'm losing, I lost my train of thought. What's the, uh, listing in the back where you pick a topic the and it gives you the concordance. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of Bibles have a concordance in the back. Um, 
And if you learn that there's there's tools a lot of times already in the Bibles mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. um, once again, those are not the divine word of God, but they're really helpful tools to help you dig deeper into God's word. Um, and as we move out of um, kind of this methodology, um, me and Justin were sitting here talking, and this is where we get a little bit off script. Um, so you're going to get some pretty raw, non-prepared uh, conversation with me and Justin here, um, as Justin looks at me with a worried expression, which is really <laughs> funny. Um so Justin was talking about his Bible studies. They were talking through this, and he said, like, he had this bomb question um, that I kind of wanted to hear, you, let, let you guys hear us answer. So what was the question you asked your Bible study? Uh, so as we were going through this, um, the question that I asked them was, is Bible reading required for deeper spiritual growth? Why or why not? That's a pretty pretty heavy question. Um, yes, it is. It's good. I like that question. I, I love heavy questions that make make me uh, rethink what I think I already know. If that makes sense. And the first thing that came to mind as as Justin was was speaking about that is required is a very strong word. And then I don't know if I like the phrase Bible reading um, because I'll get to this mm. in a minute. But I do think you have the ability to read the Bible without interacting with God. Mm-hmm. Like you can just skim it and checklist mm-hmm. it and get it done. Mm-hmm. But I do think as far as the question, which is the role it plays in your uh, time with God or relationship with God, is the Bible is the number one way. It is the chief way God communicates mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about our communication with God, and this always comes up when people want to ask the question, well, what's God's will for my life? Mm-hmm. And when we normally mean that, it's an incredibly, uh, we ask that question in a, should I buy a house? Should I switch jobs? Right. Should I do this? Right. When a lot of times what God is more concerned about are the things that he's already commanding us in Scripture we're not being obedient to. Mm-hmm. You know, we're asking questions that are big. They do affect our lives, and God does direct us. But the number one way God communicates us is through his word. And if you're trying to answer that question in a way that completely removes that from the equation, then I definitely don't think it works. Now, that said, you can have interactions with God, but the Bible has to play a chief chief role. So Justin, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think our group landed very similarly there that um, you can't get personal with the Lord. You can't um, grow with the Lord without growing in His Word and with His Word. I love what you said. You kind of touched on it about the phrasing of that question, which wasn't intentional when I wrote it down and asked them, but Bible reading and required. Um, I think if you look at it that way, it feels very legalistic. It feels very, like you said, checkboxy where you, I'm having to do this. I have to have this 30 minute or 60 minute session with God's word every single day in order to hear from him. And for me, uh, sometimes I'm going to be transparent. That can feel kind of like handcuffs because I do agree that it is the chief way that God speaks to us. And it is a powerful tool for us to grow uh, deeper with the Lord and grow deeper spiritually. And we have to be connecting with it. But there's also been some times where I've just been going down the road and I'm listening to the to the wind blow past the car as my window's down and I am silent. The radio's down and I'm just spending time with the Lord and he's speaking to me and he's moving in me and I'm resting in him and we're having dialogue or maybe I'm just sitting there and listening. And I think those moments, um, that's spiritual growth as well. And so I want us to, to understand that it is important and it is paramount for us to be connecting and connecting daily with His Word, but I don't want us to feel like we have to be handcuffed 
or checking boxes or it, or it becomes this thing where it's now a burden for us to spend time with God and his word. It should be a joy and a privilege uh, for us to crack open a Bible and sit down and read his words to us. Yeah, and I think, you know, right there at the end, you really hit on um, a phrasing I've heard before is the checkbox. You know, if a relationship is required, can it be a real relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like until you're actively choosing and pursuing and it doesn't become that checkbox thing, that's really where we want this to focus on, which leads me into a question um, that that I've asked before that Justin has no idea is coming. But like, (laughs) is there a difference when we look at the Word of God between studying reading, time with God, like are those things all the same? Are they different? How does that work together? And that's a question I always like to ask. Um, And since I completely blindsided Justin with this, which brings me a lot of joy, I'll go ahead and answer that in some way. Um, for, For me, you know, like I'm somebody who speaks often. And so there's a major difference that has to take place between my individual time with God and my study and preparation to present the Word of God that then somehow all times together because all of that has to flow from my relationship with mm-hmm. God. Right. Um, you know, and I mentioned last week on the podcast, like in preparation for me mentally dealing with some anxiety, I had to grab a different translation mm-hmm. to go spend time with God. Um, and so one of the things I also used to always say uh, with students was, you know, don't view the Word of God like a textbook, which gets mm-hmm. us back to that checkbox type thing. Um, but Justin, when you hear those words, study, read, time with God, do you think there's like a division within the Word of God? Do you think you put it back together? Are we cutting this out of the podcast? Like what's happening with that? <laughs> no, I definitely think, uh, kind of touching on what we've already said, spending time with God's Word helps us grow spiritually. And the beautiful thing about God's Word is it's not just a one size fits all. Going back to my required question, it's not just, hey, I have to spend 30 minutes in a passage or 60 minutes in a passage. Um, There's different ways to interact with it. And that's the beauty behind it. So I think that I can grow deeper with God. If I'm reading God's word as a textbook, maybe I've sat down for the next 30 minutes or 60 minutes to say, God, I'm just, I want to dive deep into this passage and I want to study it uh, on a more scholarly level. I want to be able to um, to read commentaries and different things and really just get deep, deep, deep. That is a way to grow spiritually. That is a way to interact with God's Word. And I very much believe that there are other times in our walk and throughout our weeks that we look at God's Word and it's more devotional, where it's uh, surface level, not not in a bad sense, but hey, we're not going super deep, but we're looking at God's Word and how that is going to just expand over my day, how that's going to expand over my week, how that's going to expand over my relationships. And it's a, it's a, I'm going to use this word, this funny word again, nugget that we can carry with us um, throughout our day. We can just carry it in our pocket. We can carry it in our heart and we can walk through and it's something that we're meditating on. Um, And so, yeah, I think, I think there's, there's many facets of how we digest God's word. And that doesn't mean that they're right or wrong. And honestly, I think in order for us to fully grasp it, we should be doing a little bit of both of that. We should be looking at it from a more devotional standpoint, but we should certainly have those times within our walk with him that we're doing it in a more scholarly standpoint. Yeah, and I think, you know, my, my point in bringing that up is like there are times in my life where the scholarly pursuit of God's word has become a little bit unhealthy, mm-hmm. meaning I'm only picking the word up to increase head knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets the same thing when we talk about looking at it as a textbook. Um, that's the same thing as when you read God's word just to try to look for things that tell you you don't have to change. Mm. Like you're just 
you know, you're the encouragement finder, but you're not finding those places. And mm-hmm. I think the thing we keep getting back to, which is, you know, why we kind of titled this whole series this is it's personal. Mm-hmm. Like it's a relationship with God um, that spills over into every area of our lives. And that's really where we're kind of to encapsulate how that word of God plays that role in engaging with God. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, um, and I remember this conversation, which will lead us into a little bit of next week. Um, I love to ask people like, what do your quiet times look like? Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels like you're asking like, okay, when it's you and God and y'all are spending time together, what does that really look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, um, it always starts with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Now I have, I talked to some people that, that, you know, at times will say, no, I start with prayer. But for me, I always feel like first I have to hear God's word mm-hmm. before I begin to talk to him. Like, like I need to let him talk first. And that's where I'll start reading the word of God and it begins to, to come alive in my hands. And sometimes it's a double-edged sword that cuts to the bone that gets me to the root of the conversation that me and God need to have mm-hmm. that day. So mm-hmm. uh, closing thoughts. Um, one, it's personal. That is one of the biggest things that we can say. If you need to rewind this back and listen to Justin talk about Bible study method, um, we just hope that this midweek thing that we're doing with this It's Personal podcast is helping you to continue to engage with God um, so that we can then engage with the church and engage with the world. And we thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week as we talk about engaging with prayer. Prayer.